0: Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is designed to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. There's a huge difference between having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. We'll talk about overcoming lies in our relationships, mental health struggles, and the way we see ourselves. The truth will set you free so that you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of those pressures, insecurities, and burdens. That's not yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, dear listeners. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. I'm Jenny, your host, and I'm so, so excited to be bringing you another Friday episode for you. And you may or may not have noticed how every other episode of this podcast is locked. So if you'd like to become a subscriber, you'll be able to unlock every single episode. All you need to do is tap the link in the show notes, and then it will ask you to subscribe. Now, subscribers pay $2 every month to unlock every single episode. That means they get a new, brand new episode every single week. So if you'd like to be a part of that, go ahead and sign up as a subscriber. We'd love to have you, and you join the community. Now, maybe you've been a listener for a while, or maybe this is the first episode you're tuning into. If so, welcome. So if you could take just two seconds and leave a five-star rating and review, that would mean the world to me. I'm going to read a review here that was left recently. It's by Mel. So Mel said, tough topics met with love. So proud of Jenny for using her godly gifts and passions to help others. These are difficult topics that need to be met and dealt with through a godly lens with love. Now is the time for more podcasts like this one, All, and so many people are hurting. Thanks for sharing. Thank you so much, Mel, for saying that. That, yep, that warms my heart. I feel it warming even right now as I talk. So thank you so much for leaving that. It helps the show pop up on other people's Spotify and Apple podcast feeds. So if you'd go ahead and do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, jumping into our episode, I am... I just... I... 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 I'm really excited to be sharing this one with you. I'm going to be sharing on a topic that, dare I say, is the most important thing to me. That's a really big statement, but this topic that we're going to be talking about is basically my why for why I started the podcast. And... You guys know how we've rebranded how it's called Head to Heart Podcast and it used to be called No Idea Podcast. So if you go back into season two and before, I'll, you know, start the episode with welcome back to No Idea. But now I say Head to Heart and a huge reason of why that is, is because of what we're going to talk about today, which is lies and truth. And another term for that is ungodly beliefs. Now, why do I say ungodly beliefs and then lies and truth? Well, a lie is basically an ungodly belief. Let's just look at the word. Like, what is a lie? Anything that does not line up with the word of God. And we, as mere humans, can get really mixed up sometimes without even noticing it. Sometimes we're believing lies that we don't realize we're believing, or we know what we believe But we don't know that it's a lie yet. Sometimes we just think, oh, you know, that's just how the world is. Or that's just how my life is. Or that's just the way I feel about myself. Or that's just how God is. It could be a lie about anything. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, of course, I have to answer the basic question that I ask every single guest I have on the podcast. So today, I'll be asking that to myself. What have I been set free from? Okay, let's take it back. Let's imagine in our brains, 13-year-old Jenny. So at 13 years old, I decided to follow Jesus and make my faith my own. And just want to say, best decision ever. And into that year, so I'm 13, I'm just beginning to learn about what a relationship with God looks like. I'm growing, I'm being discipled by wonderful people. So that stage was really like a honeymoon stage, if that makes sense. Maybe some of you have that where when you first got saved, everything seemed like so new, so exciting, and there wasn't a lot of hardship yet in coming to faith. So you would refer to that first stage as the honeymoon phase. So that was my honeymoon phase. And then, so I was 13, I was in eighth grade. Then I move into high school, into ninth grade. Now, when I went into high school, this is a new school I'm going to. I don't know many people. I feel insecure. I feel just out of place. I was also a chronic people pleaser. So of course, I wanted people to like me. And I just had a lot of change going on as every ninth grader did. And what happened to me in that first few months of ninth grade was how I had begun to understand what spending time with the Lord looked like on a daily basis, but I wasn't to the point where I was doing that daily yet. So I was doing it probably four days a week and well, if you count church, maybe five days a week. But when I entered high school, my life and how it looked changed a lot. Okay, And I did not make spending time with the Lord as a priority in my mornings or in my days in general. So it went from maybe spending time with the Lord for myself and not just going to church or being preached to by a pastor. It went from about like maybe four days a week to probably like one to zero every week. And so because I was not washing my mind in the word of God, all of a sudden, as I entered the ninth grade, my mind just started becoming such a dark place all of a sudden. I began to not fill myself up with truth but instead because I was leaving it as this vacant empty lot I actually started believing a lot of lies and they were just slipping into my heart and I was like suddenly believing things I didn't believe before. So that was you know I don't know if God really loves me. That was I sinned but and I asked for forgiveness but does God really forgive me. That was I don't feel pretty I think that I'm ugly or I don't have worth or I'm not valuable it was a lot of things like that so mainly lies about myself and about the Lord and so as a result of this as ninth grade went on that first semester I just started becoming more and more anxious more and more depressed which I had never dealt with anxiety or depression before that time so it was really out of the ordinary for me I remember just laying on the couch a couple times, feeling like my heart was going to explode inside my chest because I can look back now and be like, oh, I was probably having a panic attack. But I didn't recognize that in the moment. And I was probably having a panic attack for me because I was believing something like, what if God doesn't love me? Or what if I don't make any friends this year? Or what if, what if, what if? So as the year went on that first semester, I started hating life. It was not enjoyable and I didn't know what was wrong. So at that time, I'm believing things like, I don't know if God loves me. I'm pretty ugly or I don't really have that many friends. No one really cares about me. I'm believing things like that, but I did not recognize that those things were lies. I just thought, okay, these are things that are popping into my head, but... Maybe they are true. I was just believing them, taking them at face value, and be like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." And so I accepted all those thoughts as complete truth without filling myself up with the Word of God, which does not say those things, it says things that are quite opposite of that. so I didn't recognize that these were just lies, and then let's say that's the middle of the year, so that's like December, January. In February, my church was going on, I think it was like a winter retreat and I had come to the end of myself at this point. This was like one of those flare prayers that you like shoot up to the sky because you're so desperate and you're like, God, just save me. I don't know what to do. So I prayed one of those and I was like, Lord, I can't take this anymore. I don't know why I feel this way, but I need you to set me free from this. I don't know how. So I prayed that prayer in February and then at the end of that week, we were going to go on this retreat. I was already signed up for it. I was excited to go, but I had all these horrible thoughts in my head that I accepted as truth and because I didn't recognize these thoughts as lies yet, I was you know, trying to draw near to God, but then every time I'd open my Bible or start to pray, I would just hear my thoughts start to go in directions like you know, God's never going to forgive you or this is hopeless. Why? Just give up. Like there's no point in even trying to talk to God right now. And then I'd be like, yeah, you're right. And I just, you know, stop pursuing the Lord. So I was beyond stuck. Okay. I did not know what to do. I didn't know where to go. So that's why I prayed such a desperate prayer as that. Then after I prayed that prayer, I think I woke up the next day and I felt a little bit different. Nothing was fixed necessarily, but as I went throughout that day and then as I went throughout that whole week leading up to the retreat, I didn't feel like my mind was in such a place of chaos anymore. I actually felt such deep peace. I don't know if I've ever felt such peace this deeply since then because it was such a drastic change from the thoughts and where my mind was before this prayer. But Isaiah 26, three says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so I look back at that verse now, I'm like, that's exactly what happened. My mind was stayed on the Lord now because I didn't know what he was gonna do. I didn't know how I was gonna get free from this, but I just knew, okay, I've done all I can do on my part. And now I trust in the Lord that he's going to deliver me and we'll see what happens. So that whole week I had such deep peace and it was such an unbelievable, just drastic difference from the mindset that I was in before. And then I went to that retreat and on the very last night of that retreat, I was like, Lord, here I am. (laughs) Please keep up your end of the deal. What's going on? Please set me free from this. And I heard his voice whisper to my heart he said, you do not need to believe these lies anymore. Mic drop. I mean, I, I thought to myself in that moment, I was like, they're lies. <laughs> like, I just didn't know that. And so I thought to myself, okay, so these things I've been believing aren't true. They're in my head. They feel true, but they actually aren't. And then... I just continued to pray. I renounced everything that I could think of in that moment that I was thinking of. Like, okay, I break partnership with the lie that you don't love me anymore, Lord. That's not true. You do love me. And I started proclaiming truth over myself. And so uh, it was just such sweet breakthrough. I just want to go back to 14-year-old Jenny and just give her a big hug. So that was the freedom I experienced at the retreat. And then what happened? Life goes back to normal, right? We went home from the retreat. I started school again, all these things, life goes back to normal. And I realized that sometimes I would still get these lies stuck in my head. And I'd be like, no, I can't go back to who I was. Oh, that'd be horrible. I never want to go back to that. So the word of God was as it says in scripture, it was and is my sword in that every time a lie would come into my head, I would start like incessantly praying. (laughs) Um, I would just think of every verse I could possibly think of in that moment and then go back into my Bible later and highlight more verses that would help me to combat that lie that was coming into my head. Because Just because the Lord did set me free doesn't mean that I still didn't have to fight. I actually felt like every day from there on out, especially um, right after the treat, was feeling like a battle. I felt like I was at war. And what does the word say? Ephesians says that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, powers, principalities of darkness. So I knew this was a spiritual battle. And as time went on, things that I had been really struggling to believe where truth became easier and easier for me to believe as I continued to proclaim them over myself. As I continued to spend time with God daily, because then I was renewing my thoughts, renewing my mind in the word. And so I, I just feel like The rest of my life has been a long process of learning to discern between truth and lies. And this is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world to teach other people. Because I know that the truth has set me free. And I am fully positive that the Lord does that for other people too. And can do it and wants to do it. So, yeah, that's what God set me free from set me free from a lot of anxiety and depression. And he equipped me with the tools I needed to continue living in freedom from that. And that doesn't mean that seasons don't come and go where I feel a specific struggle to believe a certain truth. Like a couple, well, maybe about a year ago, about a year ago, I just felt this certain lie of that just kept popping into my, my mind. Like Jenny, you don't have any friends and I could look at my life and see that that wasn't true. But my life had gone under some transition. Like I had gotten married and then some friends moved away. Some moved farther. Some moved closer. So my friend group looked a little bit different. And so I was struggling to believe like, no, I do have friends and it looks different now because friendships change, but I do have friends and the Lord has provided them for me and I will make more friends in the future. So things like that come and go where I'm like, Learning to believe this truth that I've never fully grasped before or just have trouble in the moment believing. And the Lord has equipped me with tools that I'm able to do that now and fight through the things that feel true even though I know by the word of God that they're not. And in so many ways, that is my why for rebranding the podcast. It's called Head to Heart Now because we take the truth that we know in our heads, like we know the word says this and my mom says that and the church says this and my friends tell me this about myself, right? We know truth and then sometimes there's this disconnect in between our heads and our hearts because when you believe it in your heart, then you actually start to live it out. So it's my joy and privilege to be able to share with you what lies are today and then how to break partnership with them and then not believe them anymore and walk out in the truth for yourself. John 8 verse 32 says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So you may be thinking to yourself right now, so you're telling me that not everything I believe is true and so I need to dig up things that aren't true and expose them to the light. Yes, I am kind of telling you that. The thing is, lies come and go throughout our minds a lot. And it's up to us to decide. I feel like there's this phrase, I hope I don't butcher it. It goes something like, I can't control the birds that fly over my head. But I can control the birds that build a nest in my hair. I think I got that right. (laughs) I don't really like birds, but we're just going to go with that phrase. So we can't always control every single thought that floats through our minds. But we do not have to accept every single thought that comes through our minds as truth. So lies could come from your childhood where your friends, your parents, your teachers, whoever, when you're so vulnerable as a child, either directly told you something that's not true, or maybe they implied something that's not true. Lies could come from any trauma or painful moment because we want to make sense of those things. So an example of this would be if someone's like, well, my ex cheated on me, so what must be true is that I'm not worth protecting or I failed that relationship. That may not be true whatsoever, but we want to make a meaning out of that trauma or that painful moment. Lies could come from a confusing or abusive relationship. Not every confusing relationship is abusive, but every abusive relationship is confusing. Um, This could be just your partner or your ex told you something that wasn't true, but they made it sound like it was true. Or that was maybe their opinion, but you accepted it as true true in general like they could have told you you're really needy but the truth is you're not actually that needy but they just need a lot of alone time it could be something like that we also get lies from the appearance of the world and its fallen state this is such a common one where we look at the world how broken it is all the tragedies that are going on and we think well if the world is this bad then god must not be good and that's not true god is good and the world is broken those two statements are true at the same exact time. But again, we want to derive meaning from the things we see around us. Or unfortunately, lies could come from the church. It's so sad. It's just so sad when maybe a spiritual leader in your life told you something that caused your theology to get all out of whack because they thought something was true or wanted to manipulate you in some way. And you come later to realize, oh yeah, like, I don't think that is right (laughs) so lies could come from any of those things just to name a couple now I want to tell you dear listeners that we need to break these lies off we need to pray through them it is not God's will for your life to be stuck in lies he wants you to be free from things that are holding you back especially holding you back in your relationship with him. So lies are not going to just fade away if you keep entertaining them or if you let them live in your mind rent-free. Okay, it's time to start charging those guys rent because it needs to cost them something to be in your mind. They should not be in your mind. They should move out completely. So if you already have a lie in your mind, something you're struggling with or something you're like, yeah, I'm recognizing now that that's probably not true or if you don't have one in specific already in your mind, take a minute and just pray and ask the Lord to bring up any specific lies. I love how God operates in that he doesn't just bring up a lie in your life to let it bother you just to cause you more pain or something like that. He brings it up so that he can heal it. And that's one of the beautiful things about him. Now, as you have that lie come to mind, you may be thinking, "Um, well, there are quite a few people in my life who have reinforced that lie or caused it. So that could be the person who directly told you that lie. That could be people who have reinforced that lie in your life, even though you never directly told them what you're believing. So that could be, you know... Your friend who betrayed your trust and you were already thinking to yourself, like, I don't know if I can trust this person. I don't know if people are trustworthy. And then your friend betrays your trust in some way and then it's reinforced. You're like, I knew it. I knew people weren't trustworthy. I can never trust anyone again. So those may be some people contributing to your struggle with this lie that you may need to forgive. I'm not saying that's an easy process and I'm not saying that's a one and done thing. Go ahead and just release that person to the Lord. Ask him to help you forgive that person. And forgiveness is not in any way excusing their wrong behavior. It's not justifying that it was okay and no big deal. It's saying that that was a big deal. It hurt you. You're worth protecting. But you are no longer going to be the judge of that person. So you're letting God take his rightful seat in the judgment throne of your heart. And it's not your job anymore. So ask the Lord to help you forgive them if they've contributed to the, your struggle with this lie in any way. And then go ahead and listen for the Lord's voice and ask him what the truth is and write down whatever comes to mind. You want to make sure you remember this. You don't just want to say the exact opposite of those lies. Like if you're struggling with the lie that you're worthless, well, you could immediately assume that the opposite is true, that you are valuable and worthy. Yes, completely true. We're on track, but you don't want to just assume that that is the only thing that's true. If you ask the Lord for his truth, he's going to give you that and more. So just listen for his voice. He may say a whole paragraph to you. He may say two words to you and you may need to continually listen for his voice as time goes on, but listen for his heart. Get his perspective of you. Ask him why these are lies, what he's saying, because that's the only thing that's going to bring you out of these lies in the first place. So once you have a few things written down, or you've listened for the truth, go ahead and pray to break agreement with these lies. At one point in your life, you've probably subconsciously or directly said, yeah, that's true to something that's obviously not. So go ahead and say, you know, something like, I break agreement with this lie in Jesus name. I break agreement. I break partnership with the lie that dot, 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 and then proclaim the truth over yourself because some things will not feel true until we repeatedly say it out loud over ourselves. That's how our minds work a lot of the time. How do you study for a test? You may write down note cards of the facts you need to memorize and then say them out loud. Those are the ways that we can memorize things so that we run to the truth instead of our default thoughts that have been lies in the past. And that's kind of the process of walking through, breaking off those lies. Now you could be thinking, Jenny, is it really that easy? Well, not exactly. (laughs) So... You may do that process once and be like, I don't feel any different. That's okay. You don't need to feel different at the first time you pray them. The thing is, this is a process. You're going to need to walk through things. There are things that God can do instantly and you just never struggle with that lie again. Those things happen and that's awesome when it does. But most of the time, there's a lot of purpose in going through a process. So, You may pray that prayer a hundred times today. (laughs) You may say the truth over yourself a thousand times tomorrow. That's a lot. I don't know if you're going to do it a thousand, but you may write it down and put it as a note card, put it in the little bathroom mirror so you see it every morning. You may write it on your hand. You may journal about it in the future, but it's a process. And as our mind becomes more and more used to hearing the truth, you're going to naturally agree with that more than the lies. And there is power in prayer. God wants to break you free from these things. He is loving and kind. He does not want to see his children stuck in lies or things that are holding them back. So if you need any extra resources, here are some things I would happily recommend. You may think that counseling is a really great option for you. So this could be lay counseling offered by your church, or it could be professional counseling. And in counseling, a lot of times they do something called CBT, which I talked about in an episode with Victoria Hedger. It's called How to Not Care What People Think of You Without Becoming a Sociopath. Love that episode. She talks a little bit about cognitive behavior therapy, and that is basically the process for replacing unhelpful thoughts with thoughts that are actually helpful. So it's in very fancy terms, it's like renewing your mind in the word. (laughs) And it's essentially taking every thought captive and teaching it to obey Christ. So counseling could really help you if you just need to talk through trauma. If you just need to talk through things with a professional, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? And then some wonderful books that I would love to recommend to you. Changes That Heal by Dr. Henry Cloud. Wow, that one is so good. <laughs> it's so simple. It's written to be understood, if that makes sense. He's not, I mean, he is a doctor, you know, Dr. Henry Cloud, but he is not going to use words that are like so above people without doctorate degrees that we just can't understand it. He writes very simply in ways that um, are understandable and easy to apply to your life. There's a book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, which I recommend to almost everyone I meet. <laughs> I just really like that book. She talks about the ways that we avoid vulnerability and why we do that, and then the healing that we need because of those wounds in the first place. And then I love recommending this book because I have a long history with it. <laughs> it's called Captivating by Stacy Eldridge. So I love that book because I think very shortly after I was set free from believing those lies in my life, so that was when I was 14. Very shortly after that, this book, I think we were doing it in Sunday school, like with a small group of high school girls. We just went through captivating together, and it's a book about inner healing, basically. She goes through different topics that most women struggle with or we struggle with one and not the other. And then she talks about a woman's heart and how we need to continually give our hearts to the Lord because he's the only one who can deeply heal us. So I love that book. And I just remember crying as I read it as I was 14, 15. So highly recommend for all women. And then her husband, John Eldridge wrote a version of that book for men that's called Wild at Heart. So if you're a man or you want to give it to your Boyfriend, fiance, husband, why not? I mean, that would be such a good book to read, especially before you walk into marriage. So those are my resources I freely give to you. I really hope that you apply this episode from your head to your heart. I hope that you work it down those 18 inches from your head to your heart so that you can live this out. It's my desire for you. It's God's desire for you that you walk in freedom, and I know that if God can do it for me, he can do it for you too. So thank you so much, dear listeners, for tuning into this episode. If you know of anyone in your life who this episode would really help, if you know someone who's struggling with lies or has struggled with lies in the past or is possibly in a People helping position like counselor, like lay counselor, like teacher, like parent. Maybe you should send them this episode because it would be really helpful if we all operated in truth, right? So go ahead and share this episode with them. And once again, it was so exciting for me to create this episode for you. And I can't wait to make another one for you next week. So if you want to tune into the episode that's coming out next week, Go ahead and become a subscriber so see you next time thank you so much for listening to this episode of head to heart podcast it's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen i love hearing from you so if any part of this episode was helpful go ahead share it on your instagram story and tag us the handle is head to heart underscore podcast And if you would be so kind, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or our website. It helps out the show so much when you do. We'll be releasing episodes to you every other Friday, so stay tuned and thanks for joining us.